welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to episode 132 of Wellness Your Way. I hope that wherever you are, the sun is shining, the flowers are blooming, love is in the air, a smile is on your face, whatever is going on at the beginning of May. It is often a time when people find themselves getting outside just a little bit more. And you know that brings a smile to my face because there are so many amazing health benefits of getting outside. And we're going to talk about one specific aspect of that, which is walking in today's episode. It really is a great time to recommit to a habit of walking. First of all, I think any time is a great time to recommit to any habit, but if you try to recommit to a habit of walking in the dead of January and when it's super cold and tough and throws some obstacles at you to get outside, that can just be more challenging versus now is the perfect time to commit to a habit of walking. And then come January next year, you'll just be in the groove and continue getting out there like me with your parka on and your hat and your gloves and all of that kind of stuff. Walking is just so amazing. I for sure am a healthier person when I'm in the habit of walking regularly. And that, as we'll discuss, for me is in addition to my regular exercise, but it can take the place of your regular exercise very effectively if uh, that is what's right for you. So in order to dive into this topic of walking, I am going to go through 10 benefits of walking with the studies to back them up. And we'll do that in the veggies of the matter section. But before we do that, I'm going to throw it way back to the health news you can use segment from episode 53, because it's all about walking. And if you haven't heard this one, it questions that limit of 10,000 steps per day and shows that there might even be a more doable and just as effective limit. So we'll do that in the health news you can use, and then I will share with you a brand new episode today, 10 Benefits of Walking for Your Health, Longevity, and Energy. Let's go ahead and dive in. In Health News You Can Use, we're discussing a really important new study in the Journal of the American Medical Association. It studied 2,110 what they called middle-aged adults. They categorized this as 41 to 65 years old, and it studied them for 10.8 years and tracked their daily step count. It not only tracked the step totals, but also the step intensity, which I thought was interesting. So if the steps were 100 steps per minute or more, which is more like a jog, that was classified as higher intensity. It found that 
7,000 steps per day was a huge cutoff. And those who had more than 7,000 steps per day had between 50 to 70% lower all-cause mortality risk versus those who got under the 7,000 steps per day. This is huge. 50 to 70% is a giant leap towards your health and your longevity. And this result applied for both women and men, as well as both black and white participants. They cut it into black women, white women, black men, white men, all kinds of different varieties. And that 7,000 steps per day remained the cutoff for most people. So this is interesting because it gives us a more reasonable for some target than 10,000 steps per day, which believe it or not, you might not know about this 10,000 step per day cutoff. This was actually an arbitrary number set in 1965 when a Japanese company made the first pedometer-like device and they called it, I am sure I will botch this, so please someone correct me, uh, Manpo K. Manpo Kai. It's M-A-N-P-O-K-E-I. And this translates to 10,000 steps per day. That was the name of the device. The inventor called it this name that translates to 10,000 steps per day, and that kind of stuck as an easy-to-remember target. He did not base this on any specific scientific research. He just knew that more steps a day is better, and his device was trying to get people to step more. So this 10,000 number, because it was the name of his product, it just stuck. And since then, most of the studies have been done dividing people into groups of either lower than 10,000 or higher. And so all of the research shows that higher than 10,000 a day is better. They didn't search to find a natural cutoff that was different than 10,000 until now. So 7,000 now seems to be the big difference maker. In this study, they grouped people into under 7,000, between 7 and 10,000, and over 10,000. So I would really love a study. It would need to be a giant study, but where they studied, you know, like 0 to 3,000, 3 to 5, 5 to 7, whatever, a lot of different cutoffs to see if we can uh, more pro- more closely approximate what is the actual cutoff. But at least we know here that under 7,000 makes a huge difference versus over 7,000. Now, two things this study did not find that are interesting to me. One, it actually did not find that the intensity made a difference. This is in contrast to a big November 2020 study that showed that higher intensity exercise did show benefits, and I'll link to that one as well in the show notes, but this one that we're discussing today did not find differences in step intensity, whether you're going for a gentle, leisurely walk or you're going for a run, the steps total were what mattered in this study. And the second thing it did not find was it did not find additional benefit to going beyond 10,000. Now, as much as I don't want to admit this, because according to my Fitbit, I checked my daily average for 2021 is 18,053 steps so far. Um, So I'm definitely over those 10,000 steps. 
But I believe this lack of a result because super long, super intense exercise is honestly likely to cause more inflammation than it's worth. And being active with some short walks during the day and movement as much as possible, this has been shown to be much more effective than going super crazy with long exercise sessions. So it's not just that the more the better. If you did 50,000 steps every single day, you wouldn't be the healthiest person in the world. It's just that some activity and regular activity, consistent activity is extremely beneficial. So bottom line, if you have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or a Monpokai or anything like that, any other device, let's aim this week to get in more movement throughout the day and strive for that 7,000 steps per day or beyond. I will link to this study in the show notes so you can check out more. All right, friends, it's time for the veggies of the matter, all about the benefits of walking. And now I'll be honest with you. I love the endorphin rush that comes with running really fast or far or doing a lot of burpees or feeling my heart pump through my chest in a group fitness class. And sometimes to me, the idea of just, in quotes, going for a walk used to seem a little bit underwhelming. But as I've learned more about the benefits of walking, and as I've prioritized walking in my own routine over the past five years, I've come to realize firsthand that walking is one of the most effective and underutilized forms of exercise, both physically and mentally. I believe walking is one of the best things you can do for your overall health. So we're going to go through my top 10 benefits of walking for your health. But suffice it to say, I could have gone through my top 100 if we had time and I thought you would keep your earbuds in and keep listening to me. I'll make it quick though and to the point with the aim of convincing you to get out for a walk today and make it part of your routine. So benefit number one, walking lowers blood pressure and triglycerides. There are honestly hundreds of studies on the health benefits of walking, but one that I love showed that just one day, a single day of three 10-minute walks during that day or one 30-minute walk during that day lowered blood pressure by 6 to 7% and lowered triglycerides by 16%. Now, of course, the goal is not just to walk for one day of your life, but wow, that's an incredible benefit of just one day of walking. And we can extrapolate mentally to just imagine the accumulated benefits of walking over time if you included a walk every day or most days. There's another systematic review showing the many benefits of walking for blood blood pressure control, and one that shows the benefits of walking for primary and secondary prevention of heart disease. And now if you're a study person, I will link in the show notes to the blog post that I have for you for this week that has all of these studies linked up. You can use them to motivate yourself. If you would like, head down to the show notes and click there on the blog post called Benefits of Walking. If that's not your thing, just take my word for it. I have done all the research for you, and that's why you're here at Wellness Your Way to get real science-backed information and not just hype. I am happy to be the one doing that research for you. 
So number one, lowering blood pressure and triglycerides. Benefit number two, walking counteracts the genes that predispose us to obesity. So hear me out. This was originally published by the Harvard School of Public Health, which showed that one hour of walking per day, which is more than the previous recommendations, but one hour per day, was able to reduce the impact of the genes that predispose some people to obesity. So many people say, many of them correctly so, that they have genes that predispose them to be overweight. And there's nothing we can do to change our genes. We can, however, change the way our genes are expressed. That's called epigenetics or overgenetics, meaning that lifestyle influence is more powerful than the actual DNA structure that you have in your body in many cases. So in this study by the Harvard School of Public Health, even those people whose genetic material did predispose them to obesity they were able to counteract that benefit or make those genes not be expressed just by walking one hour a day. So if you've ever blamed your weight on your genes, it's time to get walking. You really do have the power to take control of your health with a simple walk. And get this, a few short walks per day is actually just as or maybe more effective for weight loss and weight maintenance than one long walk per day. There was a study, a small study, it was just 65 women, but still it showed that those women who went for two 25-minute walks in a day, so total of 50 minutes, but separated into two walks, they actually lost more weight than the women who went for one 50-minute walk during the day. So I say the difference here is probably minimal. Whatever works for your schedule is amazing. The bottom line is get out there. It's so important. So benefit number three, I admit this one is not a health benefit, but I honestly do think this is one of the reasons why walking is just the best, that it requires minimal planning or equipment. If you are fortunate, and I do mean that we are so fortunate, I count myself in this group to have two working legs, you can walk anywhere, anytime. And I can't tell you the number of days when I will actually write that in my pepper planner in the morning. I'm grateful for these legs that are going to carry me through the day. That is an incredible fortune. And if you're not using and appreciating that fortune, just another reason to get out for a walk. Really, we don't need any equipment. You could probably argue that you need shoes, although many people walk without shoes. Uh, The barefoot running and walking movement is still there. You really need absolutely nothing. You don't have to wait for a class to start. You don't have to wait for the weather to be perfect. You don't have to wait for the right time. You just walk. It's a great way to eliminate excuses. Benefit number four, walking is great for our joint health. Many people think that using our joints actually weakens them, but the opposite is the truth. So low-intensity movement like walking actually lubricates our joints and strengthens the surrounding muscles, which makes joint pain less likely in those who walk frequently. Walking just five to six miles per week has been shown to be helpful in preventing arthritis in a study and improving arthritis in those who already have the condition. 
And it's also been shown to pause bone loss in patients with osteoporosis, which is pretty incredible. So often in those studies, you need uh, higher impact activity like jumping or something like that to replenish the bone that has been lost. But walking at least uh, has been shown to stop or pause that bone loss, meaning that you won't lose any more bone as long as you continue walking, which is pretty amazing. Benefit number five is walking can reduce sugar cravings and keep your blood sugar stable. So if you've been my client and you've struggled with mindless eating or sugar cravings, I have almost surely told you to go for a short walk, even if it's two minutes or do 20 jumping jacks or something like that when the cravings strike, because doing something physical actually jolts your mind out of that mindless eating mode and helps you disassociate from that automatic tendency to overeat when you're staring in the face of your stressor, like your inbox or something like that. There was a study that showed that those who went for a 15-minute walk when craving chocolate actually ended up eating less than half the amount of chocolate than those who didn't go for a walk. So it actually does work. And it can be, as we've talked about many times here on Wellness Your Way, a great way to stabilize your blood sugar after a meal. So just going for that quick 10 to 15 minute postprandial or after eating walk helps blunt that blood sugar spike and keep your blood sugar stable. Next benefit, walking boosts your immune function. It's one of the best natural boosts for your immune system. In fact, those who walked just 20 minutes per day had 43% fewer sick days in the year in this study than those who were inactive. So if you want to incorporate or if you want to reduce your likelihood of getting sick, incorporate a daily walk. Seventh benefit, walking has huge benefits for your mind and stress levels. And to be totally honest, when I am stressed, one of the best things for me to do is go for a walk without any technology. It's such a good opportunity to just connect with nature, let my mind unravel from whatever is stressing me out, stop staring at the screen, and really be truly present. And it's hard. If you're staring at a big project or something like that, it's hard to say, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. I'm not being productive. Let me just go for a 10-minute walk. It feels like I should just sit here and power through. But every time I do get up and go for that walk, I am grateful for it because it results in increased productivity and far less stress. That 10-minute walk can reduce cortisol, which is a stress hormone, make us feel more centered. And there's significant evidence showing benefits of walking for depression, anxiety, psychological stress, psychological well-being, subjective well-being, social isolation, and loneliness. So next time you're feeling overwhelmed, try to pause before you reach for that bag of chips or that bowl of ice cream. Don't just sit on the couch scrolling through Instagram and think that that will make everything better. Try to get out there and go for a walk. Eighth benefit, walking improves sleep quality. We have talked so much on Wellness Your Way about the importance of sleep, and a study showed that people who took more steps during the day had better sleep quality, direct correlation there. And the results in that study were even more powerful for women, interestingly. So men experienced less benefits from having more steps. They still had benefits, but less of a boost than the women did. I'm not sure why. 
But hey, if you're regardless of your gender, it's a good reason to get out there, get more steps and get better sleep. Ninth benefit, walking improves cognitive function and lessens the risk of cognitive decline. Walking helps the body form a hormone called irisin, and this has been linked to improved cognitive performance and even lessened risk of neurodegenerative diseases, including Alzheimer's, just by walking. And then finally, benefit 10, walking increases longevity. A meta-analysis, which is a big study of studies, showed that walking for the equivalent of 150 minutes per week which is about 30 minutes a day, five days a week, was linked to an 11% decrease in all-cause mortality. And the benefits just keep going up as we age. The, the study that I really love on this was done on over older adults. So the mean age in this study was 80 years old. And it showed that those people with a mean age of 80 years old who walked four times a week for 15 minutes, they had 40% decreased risk of mortality. So no matter what your age, if you are able, getting out there and going for a walk is incredibly powerful. So those are the 10 benefits of walking. And without making it too complicated for you, I want to talk about how to actually do it. Because the truth is, do it however you can. Don't overcomplicate it, just do it. But there are a couple strategies that I use to help me walk more frequently. Number one, I am a big fan. In fact, I have a rule for myself that if where I'm going is one mile or less per uh, per way, I don't think that's the right way to say it, but whatever. One one direction to wherever I'm going would be one mile or less. And I don't have an extreme amount of baggage to carry. So I will, like if I'm going to the post office and I'm mailing three revitalized handbooks and five pepper planners or something, that probably weighs 15 pounds. I will walk with those. But if I'm going to do my entire grocery haul for the whole week, I'm probably not going to walk and carry that all on my shoulders. But if it's within one mile each way and I don't have an extreme physical load, I walk. That's just a rule. Plain and simple, that's what I do. I also do my best to get in at least one walk during the middle of the day. So I have a block on my calendar for 30 minutes every single day. And that's when I eat lunch and I go out for at least a little walk. So to be totally honest, sometimes it's five minutes or 10 minutes. If I have a a bigger break in the day, a client cancels or something like that, I might go for a longer walk in the middle of the day. And I know I've already gotten my exercise in in the morning, so this is just bonus for me. But having that break in the middle of the day has been one of the biggest gifts I've given to myself. I realize that I have the benefit of controlling my own schedule, and all of you don't have that. But I will say it's just as hard for me, I think, to block off 30 minutes because there's no such thing as paid time off, right? I'm I'm only getting paid for the work that I do with clients. So that is sacrificing an opportunity for revenue, just like it would be sacrificing for you an opportunity for another meeting or something like that. But it is worth it to me for my mental, physical health, my stress management, and all of that. And it's something that I really started incorporating 
operating at the beginning of the pandemic. And then I pulled back on it, um, I, I would say about a year ago. And this year in 2023, I realized that I needed that for my mental health mostly. And so I, I have brought it back, which is really amazing. I really encourage if you're going to do that, you actually put it on your calendar. Another strategy that many people use is to have a certain friend. I have many clients who do this actually. Have a certain friend or family member that they call every single day. So a different person every day. And they're just going to catch up with that friend or family member for 30 minutes and use that time to multitask. So one of my blocks during the day, during the week is when I call my grandfather once a week and I uh, talk to him while I'm walking outside. And on the other days of the week, for me personally, I'm just walking by myself and talking to myself uh, internally. But if you want to uh, catch up with more friends or family members, this can be a great way to do it. Um, I really just suggest no matter how you do it, that you start, if you're physically able, with a 10-minute walk every day. Maybe you do it right after dinner with your family and you load the kids up in the stroller and you get the dogs and you bring your partner or your roommate or whatever. Maybe it is first thing in the morning for you and that's when you're doing your quiet time or morning routine or prayer or whatever. Maybe it is any other time during the day, but find a time that works for you and commit to doing this 10-minute walk for 10 days in a row. That's going to be your call to action for this week. I'll just roll it right on into this segment. A 10-minute walk for 10 days in a row. I can almost guarantee that you will feel phenomenal benefits just from doing that. So my friends, thank you again for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way. I can't wait to be back with you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.